Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now, I got to admit, with the way this year was going, I didn't know if we'd be doing one of these spots all fall. But the Big Ten is back. College football is back. That means our next guest is back. Live, ready to rock and roll for the first time this year. The professor of college football handicapping. And a good friend of JJ After Dark. Professor John Massey. Are you ready to rock, brother? How the hell are you? Uh, I'm doing well. It's good to see the Big Ten back on the docket this weekend. And uh, it's going to be interesting to hear other teams spoken about instead of just Alabama and Clemson, who are rightfully being spoken about a ton with how they've looked so far. Well, you're not wrong on that, Professor. Um, be honest with me. Did you think we'd have a season? Uh, no. <laughs> and I don't know if we'll make it through this season. We'll see with uh, what numbers are looking like around the country. And, I mean, even if we have half the games on a weekend or three-quarters of the games on a weekend – uh, it's good to see. Yeah, amen to that. It sure beats nothing. Okay, um, before we get to this particular weekend and, of course, the return of the Big Ten, um, what have been your takeaways in watching college football over this month or so? Obviously, it is regression from a team like LSU that lost so many players to the NFL. Uh, Bama flexes their muscles against Georgia. You mentioned how Alabama and Clemson miles ahead of everybody else. But is there another takeaway, John, that you've noticed maybe a couple weeks in? Uh, It's been sloppy. Uh, I mean, as you expect with limited practice times, uh, it's been sloppy. There have been a lot of turnovers. The senior-laden teams or those returning lots of starters have had an edge. Those with coaching staffs that have been relatively steady have had an edge. Probably with the exception of Arkansas, it's kind of remarkable with all the changes that they had there, how much better they look. Um, but Alabama, with Mac Jones back, uh, even with uh, Saban the COVID positive last week, they didn't miss a beat offensively. Uh, and defensively, they calmed down. I mean, Georgia is still going to be hurt from. They're not going to completely step back with a road loss in Tuscaloosa, uh, despite how that second half played out and uh, Clemson the same way, but there's a lot of ups and downs. And, I mean, home field hasn't met the same this year because you don't have uh, full stadiums uh, to really give that home field advantage. So uh, the numbers have been kind of skewed this year. All right, let's get to the Big Ten. We know it's Ohio State's conference to lose. They're dominant. They are a machine. It started with Urban Meyer. Uh, Now it's continued with Coach Day. Um, We know they're the favorites to go and win this conference. If somebody is going to challenge Ohio State in the Big Ten, Johnny, who would that team be? Uh, I think if you're looking 
uh, in their division. Uh, you're probably looking at Penn State when I mean because they get them nice and early on the docket. It's Ohio State, Penn State uh, a week from Saturday. Um, I'm really intrigued by Wisconsin. Uh, again, uh, Jack Cohen broke his foot, so he's out. So they have a freshman quarterback, a redshirt freshman, highly recruited uh, freshman in Mertz, who is uh, really Paul Christ is looking forward to. He's probably the most athletic quarterback that Christ has had since Russell Wilson. So, I mean, not exactly like uh, it's a high bar to clear with uh, the pocket passers that Wisconsin has had lately, but I think there's going to be a dimension to the Wisconsin offense that we really haven't seen from them since Russell Wilson was there for the one season. Uh, defensively, Jim Leonard brings back a ton of talent. Top three of his defensive backs are back. Most of the defensive line is back, and they really get after uh, opposing quarterbacks. They shut down the run very well. So I really look at Wisconsin in a Big Ten West where I think Minnesota is going to be taking a step back this year just from what they lost on the defensive side of the ball. There's some uncertainty surrounding the Iowa program uh, with what was coming out of uh, Kirk Ferentz's staff there over the past 15 years. So I really think Wisconsin has the opportunity to step forward uh, in the Big Ten West, and I expect them to be playing Ohio State in the title game. All right, Johnny, let's get to a couple of these games. I'll uh, save you the trouble with Syracuse and Clemson. We're not going to talk about that one. Uh, let's talk about the primetime Michigan-Minnesota game. Uh, you mentioned some of the departures from Minnesota who had a terrific year a season ago. They're a juicy three-point home dog against Michigan. Michigan-Minnesota. You like that game, or is that a complete stay away for you? How about uh, your opening game of the year, Saturday night, Minnesota, where it's already going to be in the mid-20s, probably with snow flurries about, and Michigan starting a first-time starter in Joe Milton, uh, who Harbaugh is very high on, uh, whereas Minnesota returns one of the most efficient quarterbacks from last season in Tanner Morgan. He returns his leading rusher, Mohamed Ibrahim, uh, returns his top wide receiver in Rashad Bateman, who is going to be uh, heavily on teams' radars for the NFL next year. He was going to come out. He was going to declare. And then the Big Ten said, hey, we're going to have a season. So now he's suiting up this year for Minnesota. And Minnesota's going to need their offense to step up against a very good Michigan defense, especially a very good front seven for Michigan. Um, and I think that will be the strength on strength in this game, Minnesota's offense versus Michigan's defense, whereas there are questions on both sides. Uh, Michigan lost most of their offensive weapons at wideout. Five of their top seven uh, receivers from last year are gone. Uh, questions at the quarterback position. Offensive line should be better this year. And then what Minnesota lost defensively. So, I mean, this is a very coin flip game. Uh, Minnesota has very much relished the role as the underdog under Fleck. And, I mean, Michigan is 4-9 and nine against the spread in their last 13 road games versus Minnesota, who's 8-2 and two against the spread in their last 10 conference games and 7-2 and two against the spread in their last nine games as an underdog. So trends would say favor Minnesota, but this is a stay away from me. Professor, 3.30, big one between Iowa State and Oklahoma State in the Big 12. Iowa State, I, I love their head coach. They're always tough. They're always competitive. 
Three and a half point dog in Stillwater. I see value with Iowa State. I'm curious if you're on the same side as me here in this ballgame. Uh, you know me that Iowa State has been very good for me, especially in the underdog role. Matt Campbell, since becoming the head coach at Iowa State, is 19-9-1 as a dog. So, And this is really what you're looking for with Iowa State and Oklahoma State with how Oklahoma and Texas have started this year. Oklahoma State, Iowa State, winner of this game is really in the penthouse when it comes to the conference standings and playing in the conference title game at the end of the season. So this is a very big game. And Oklahoma State defensively is probably the toughest test for Iowa State's quarterback, Brock Purdy, who has had problems with turning over the football so far this year. Um, The question is, and we're still waiting to see what the health status of Oklahoma State quarterback Spencer Sanders is. He's questionable to play, um, so I can't really make a play uh, right off the top until I know the status of the quarterback position because it's still uncertain and Gundy hasn't announced things one way or the other. Uh, When it comes to trends, Matt Campbell, as I said, has really relished the role as a dog, but Mike Gundy since the end of 2018 is 13-4 and his last 17 against the spread. So really, Campbell and Gumby's, Gundy's teams have really been on a hot streak, so it's difficult to say one way or the other, especially with Spencer Sanders' status questionable. We got the professor, Johnny Massey, running through the college card now that we got the return of the Big Ten. Professor, we'll get your best bets in a minute. Uh, I got to ask about Fleeg's boys, Penn State. I see him only as a six-point favorite on the road against Indiana. That a fishy line? Um... I mean, I think there are questions all around it with all these, but I mean, Michael Penix Jr. is back at quarterback for Indiana. They return one of their top receivers in Wap Fillier. They bring back their running back, Stevie Scott. So they really, Indiana, bring back some pieces offensively, uh, also playing at home that make you think that they have options offensively, and they tend to play Penn State very tough and then make a stupid Indiana-like mistake to kind of cough up an outright victory towards the very end where they fail to make that one play that would ice it for them. So I don't necessarily see it as a fishy line. Penn State is the rightful favorite. I mean, Clifford is back at quarterback. They returned four starters on the offensive line. Uh Jahan Dotson is going to be back at wideout. You'll be seeing a lot of Noah Kane running the football, downhill runner. So, I mean, Penn State brings back offensive weapons as well. I mean, you do wonder how they're going to be defensively with Parsons sitting out and what they lost to the NFL. So I think uh, the number's just about right here, and I'm staying away from it. All right, Professor. I'm not putting an expectation on you picking like five games down. Because, listen, it's a limited card. I, You know, it's a, a Big Ten in which you haven't seen any of these teams play. So if you only have three for me, I'll take three. If you got five, I'll take five. What is going to be on the Professor Massey card for this Saturday of college football? Well, I'm going to tease. I'm going to give six. Okay. And I, and, and That's I a loaded preface, card, by the way, Professor. I'm impressed. It is, it loaded is, a, loaded, it is a loaded card. Uh, three of them are Big Ten plays where, you know, I'm not exactly overconfident, but I have reasons that I'm going to give. 
One of them is Friday night, so I have one for Friday and five for Saturday, and one of them is uh, Wisconsin laying the 19-and-a-half. For the reasons I mentioned earlier, I'm high on this Wisconsin team. I think Illinois defensively is going to take a step back, and if we remember last year it was in Champaign where Illinois had the big comeback uh, to beat Wisconsin, knock them off from the ranks of an unbeaten 24-23, and that got Illinois moving towards bowl eligibility as they got last year. And I think we're going to see dimensions from a Wisconsin team that even with the departure of Taylor, with the departure of Cephas, with the loss of Cohen at quarterback, I think went behind a stout offensive line that returns the left side and returns the tight ends, that they're going to have a very safe but diverse play calling at home where they've really dominated the series against Illinois. So I'm going to take Wisconsin laying the big number, especially because I think defensively they're going to force Illinois into mistakes. So I'm going to lay the number I just saw is 19.5 with Wisconsin Friday night at home against Illinois. So I preface my two Big Ten plays on Saturday. Uh, Maryland is plus 11 at Northwestern. it is most likely that Tua's brother is going to be the starting quarterback for the Terps this year. Josh Jacobs' brother, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders running back. How about his, that for some his, family lineage right there? Tua's brother and Jacobs' brother. I knew about Tua's brother. I did not realize Jacobs' brother, too. That's well, crazy. And also was uh, Tua's offensive coordinator, Mike Loxley, the head coach at Maryland. So that's the connection uh, between Tua's family and Maryland as opposed to in Tuscaloosa. Uh, the reason I'm playing Maryland, this is a lot of points for Northwestern team that has really struggled to score historically to be laying. Northwestern is 0-8-1 in their last nine against the spread as home chalk. I think this is too many points. I expect Maryland to be better this year. So this is just a numbers play based on trends that I've seen in the past and reading tea leaves from team previews. I'm going to take Maryland getting the 11 on the road in Evanston. My other Big Ten play is Purdue. They're getting three at home. Purdue returned 17 starters, including uh, if we remember a few years ago when Purdue beat Ohio State and really ambushed them at West Lafayette. It was the coming out party party for uh, Rondale Moore. Well, he's back for Purdue. Purdue six and one in their last seven as the home dog. I do say that uh, Jeff Brom. The head coach for Purdue is not going to be coaching this game. His brother, Brian, the former Louisville quarterback, is the quarterback's coach at Purdue. He's going to be calling the plays and acting as the head coach with his brother out sick from COVID. Um, I'm taking Purdue getting the points despite the fact, for an unbelievable stat, Iowa in their last 13 games is a six-point favorite or under. So in the coin flip games where they're favored, they've covered the last 13. So I'm bucking a trend where these coin flip games where Kirk Ferentz seems to have a game plan and he's got it plotted out and Iowa gets the job done and covers. Uh, I'm playing against that. I'm playing Purdue at home, getting the three. Because, I mean, even Purdue is 6-1 in their last seven as a home dog and they bring back all these starters. Uh, From teams that I've actually seen play this year, I like Kansas State against Kansas. Puka Williams, the Kansas running back, opted out for the rest of the season on Monday. So Kansas, that was clearly their best playmaker on offense, and now he's gone. Uh, Kansas State's laying 19.5. Kansas State just has, to me, more talent all the way around the field. 
in the last 11 meetings between these two teams, the Sunflower State rivalry, Kansas State's 11 and 0 straight up, 8 and 3 against the spread. I expect to see a lot of Deuce Vaughn running the football here, especially after watching Will Howard struggle against TCU. But I like K State laying the 19 and a half at home against Les Miles' Kansas team. I like Kentucky on the road at Missouri laying four and a half, despite the fact that Kentucky is coming off an emotional victory uh, in Knoxville, beating Tennessee in Tennessee for the first time since 1984. Terry Wilson, senior quarterback, can attack Missouri's defense on both the ground and by air. The opportunistic defense for the Kentucky Wildcats had two touchdowns last week against Tennessee. Kentucky is 5-0 and straight up and 4-1 and against the spread against Missouri. Missouri is coming off a COVID-induced bye, and their previous game, they upset LSU at home in a high-scoring game. Kentucky's defense is far stouter. They're laying four and a half on the road. I'll take Mark Stoops' team there. I'm taking North Carolina, laying 15 and a half at home, coming off the loss against Florida State and Tallahassee. NC State's quarterback, Devin Leary, is out with a broken leg, so there's questions who's playing quarterback for the Wolfpack. North Carolina, 6-2-1 and one in their last nine against the spread at home. I expect the Tar Heels to really challenge North Carolina State's defense on the ground. Sam Howell will make him plays in the air. I like them laying the 15-and-a-half at home in the rivalry game. Well, Professor, you come out guns and blazing, my man. Info galore, as good as it gets, man. So let's make it a 6 and a week. I'm liking a lot of these plays. You're ready to rock and roll, and now we eased into this college football season. So we'll chat next week. All right, Johnny boy? Sounds good, John. Thanks for having me back on. Excellent work. Always good having the Professor Johnny Massey on. Listen, college football, handicapping, info, as good as it gets. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.